All right, hello, New City. This is Damien, senior pastor, and I'm here with Ryan Garich, our new pastoral resident. Ryan, it's great to be with you. It's good to be with you, Damien. Yeah, Thanks so for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. So today, uh, we're going to talk about you, your story, and really this is for particularly New City or anyone who's listening to get to know you. And so a couple of days ago, we released a podcast where Nate and I talked about the why and what of pastoral residencies at New City, um, even about the vision, about what's the difference between internship and a pastoral residency and so on. So if, if you're listening to this and you're curious what we mean by pastoral residency, go back and listen to the other episode at some point. Uh, but what we're doing here is we're talking about Ryan's story because Ryan is the inaugural, the first pastoral resident, hopefully of many over years at New City. So Ryan, today I want to get to know you. I want others to get to know you. So let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? And tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, Tampa, Florida is where I come from. Um, born and raised. Um, my wife is from Brandon, Florida. So yeah, yeah. for yeah, those of uh, our listeners who aren't familiar with the Central Florida area, it's about 30 minutes south of Tampa. Um, we're five years apart. We didn't meet each other until um, I was almost finished with my undergrad. And she was still about halfway through. Um, she went to USF, University of South Florida. I went to University of Tampa, um, transferred there from St. Leo University, um, which was about 30 minutes north near Wesley Chapel, um, which is where we've lived for the past five years. Um, yeah, I mean, I can go into a little bit more about my family if you'd like. Yeah, let's um, do that. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. So we have four kids. We just welcomed our fourth, Gray, who's um, our little boy. He's only two months old. Um he was born on April 8th, and he is the only boy we have. We had three girls preceding him, which is awesome because we prayed, and we're very adamant about praying for a boy, and um, the Lord answered our prayers. Um, our first uh, two children were twins, Rylan and Selah, born nine minutes apart, mm. um, July 3rd. So their birthday's coming up. Yeah. And that was in 2018, a year after Sierra and I got married, roughly. Wow. Um, and then we had Noah. In OA, and she's our third child, um, and she's our, uh, I would say she's the genius, <laughs> and she's very funny as well. She's the life of the party. Um, so we have four kids, Ryland, Sayla, Noah, and Gray. Yeah. And, um, and we just moved them all up here <laughs> from amazing. Wesley Chapel. So, um, life's so before been very we move busy. on, let's do quick math here. So if their birthday is, the twins' birthday is July 3rd, right. and they turn five, six. They're going to turn... Um, four the, in a couple four. weeks. Yep. So it was 2018. 2018. So 2018. Okay. Yep. So so everyone who's keeping score at home, you have four kids. Yeah. Under what age? Under four. So we can claim four yes, under four for a little for a, a couple look months. Look at that. Yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. We didn't plan it that way. It just kind of <laughs> happened that way. And I I don't I would, wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. Right. But, I bet yeah. not. I bet not. I mean, you guys came out of the gate strong though with we, twins. We did. Yeah. And that was unexpected because. Um, it does. Twins do run in our family on my wife's side. Okay. Um, but it's so far removed. We we it wasn't even on our radar. Yeah. Um, but when we found out, and it took us a while to um, to get pregnant. And so when we found out that Sierra was pregnant, um, she started having like all the symptoms you read about, but like heightened times mm -hmm. ten. So my mom was like, "Yeah, I think there's probably more than one in there," and wow. she she was right. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so sweet. I, and we've, we've talked about this too. 
we also have four kids, three girls and a boy. However, uh, our age span is much different than yours. And so it's a different experience, of course, right. having four kids under four. Yeah. And point. one of our initial conversations over the phone about a year ago, I had asked you about I don't know if you remember, but I remember uh, the conversation, okay. but I don't remember this exactly. Okay, I asked you about that because we were we had three and you had four, and we were considering trying for a fourth. And you mentioned how you you wanted to try for a fourth, and you guys had a boy, and yes. uh, that was our that was our our dream, and uh, and it came true. So that's great. Yeah, you inspired us. Oh, good. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad to hear that it started a long time yeah. ago. I do remember that that conversation was early 2021 or late 2020, right? That's right. It probably was. It probably was 2020, late 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, so so that's relevant because we've been talking for a couple of years now. And as we mentioned in the last episode, pastoral residency has been a desire of mine for a number of years. And when I became senior pastor, I was in the process of interviewing in 2017 as this for this position. That I mentioned that to the search committee was that in the next five years, I'd want to start a pastoral residency. And so this January will be five years. And so I'm really excited about that. And again, you can go back to the last episode to hear the details on that. But what I want to ask you, Ryan, is uh, next would be explore with me um, what your sense and journey toward pastoral ministry was like. And even also, what does Sierra think about it? Sure. Um, so my sense has, my sense of call to pastoral ministry has, um, and this might sound odd to some, but kind of unfolded and become more clear um, even as I've gone through seminary. Mm. Um, So it was a little hazy even when I began. Um, I'll try to give a quick and brief, like sort of catch everyone up to speed of of my story, and that'll play into my call. Um, I was baptized around the age of 12, Uh, didn't go to church before that. Um, We were just a family that sort of went Easter and Christmas. Mm. Um, some providential circumstances took place within our family that sort of brought us into a small Presbyterian church um, in New Tampa. And before I knew it, we were going to church every weekend mm. around the age of 12 or 13. So my, my brother and I were baptized. We were made members. Um, and then around college, as most kids do, um, I thought I graduated from Christianity mm. and was <laughs> ready to move on and do bigger and better things. And um, I, I definitely had the college experience <laughs> and, and um, you know, got lost a little bit. The Lord called me back, and that was towards the end of my undergrad. Um, took me a little bit longer than most, so instead of four years, it took me about six years. My undergrad's in business administration. Um, but I promised, and everyone knew I was just done with school at that point because it had taken me so long. I, was, I promised myself I'd not go back to school. Well, the Lord called me back to him after wandering for quite a while. And um, the next thing I knew, I was uh, – and, and that's a story I'd love to share maybe for another time unless you'd like me to expound on that a little bit more now. But um, next thing I knew, I was looking for seminaries to apply to. And this is really brief, but it really was a radical transformation. Mm. And um, – and it was quite an experience, and it caught Sierra off guard at first, I think, because I was heading in a completely opposite direction in terms of vocation. Yeah, um, I was going to work for Enterprise, uh, which was uh, my uncle was very successful with them. He made lots of money, and that's what I wanted to do: make lots of money and mm-hmm. buy a big house, have nice cars. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, you know, the American dream, and so on and so forth. But the Lord, Lord called me and and my family. Uh, to walk another path, and we're so glad and happy that he did. Um, but I initially enrolled at Liberty 
and started taking online courses there. I didn't know where to go, but they had such a big online presence that seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. And um, so I was doing that while I was working at Enterprise until I officially decided that um, I'm, I'm definitely not gonna have a future at Enterprise. And so I found uh, a job that I was um, capable of doing with my degree in project management. I did that for the next two years. Got in a conversation with a guy um, named Kurt Gray, who's pastoring in West Virginia now. He was um, uh, an academic, I don't know if this is the right term uh, or his title, but an academic counselor or advisor at RTS. Mm -hmm. And he just spoke with me very graciously for like almost a year and uh, tried to convince me that RTS is where I should, should was go. Was this over the phone or this, how did you know? Yeah, that? it was all phone conversations. Okay. Um, until I finally did, you know, after I committed, did go up and, and meet him face to face, and that was great. Um, and then I was for a short period working full time. Sierra and I just got married and enrolled in two seminaries. So I was t finishing courses at Liberty and starting courses at RTS. So um, I would say about halfway through uh, my time at RTS is when my calling started to uh, become a little clearer. I knew, I will say, I knew that I was called to do ministry of some sort. I just didn't know what that would be. Mm -hmm. Would it be sort of more of an emphasis on counseling? Although I wasn't in the counseling program at the time. Um, did I want to be someone, you know, more involved with uh, maybe missions who was sort of outside the church walls doing things and, and get my hands dirty? Or did I want to be preaching and behind the pulpit? And um, I didn't have an affinity at a younger age, public speaking. So I was fairly certain that wasn't what I wanted to mm -hmm. do. Um, but through the course of the communication um, classes offered at RTS and the preaching labs, um, I became a lot more comfortable. And I think God just set on my heart for, for pastoral uh, um, pulpit ministry. And, and so that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I, I'm 100% certain of that now. And so he's yeah. really taken me from one place to another. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, that's. Well, one of the things that already in our short relationship and different levels over the last year and a half, it seems clear to me that at least two things have continued to become clear. One is that God interrupted your life, both of your lives, to, even together early on, in a significant way. And there was a type of 180 even, um, in at least two times. One, when he called you back to himself, and then shortly after, and in some ways maybe connected, called you to study with uh, at Liberty First and then RTS, discerning a call, and that is to say discerning an internal curiosity you had and a pull even toward some type of vocational ministry in, in the local church. Right. Yeah, that's somewhere. right. It, it definitely interruption or interrupted is a great way to describe that. Um, and it certainly was a 180. And there were a number of significant figures and people along the way who um, I know I, I can look back on even now, but definitely 20, 30 years down the road, and I'll just, I know I'm going to be just as grateful for them. Um, so I, I would say initially it was more subjective. I felt um, sort of an internal call yeah. and tug and pull towards ministry. But along the way, God placed a lot of um, men and, and women in my life that sort of helped me to see that maybe I should really consider pursuing this um, yes. ministry, that is, um, wholeheartedly and, and full on. So yeah. uh, one of those being pa uh, my my pastor from Tampa Covenant, Mark Farrell, who's also a, a graduate from RTS. And he was with Kurt, very influential in getting me to go the route of Reformed Theological Seminary. Well, I love so many things about that. And one of those things is there really is the, the trifecta or the, the three-legged stool of calling or discernment that people will talk about. One is internal desire, which which I think oftentimes does come first, not always, but 
internal desire, you mentioned that, but then external confirmation is a big part of it. And having other people in the body of Christ reflect back to you, hey, you really do have the gifts and, and to, to pursue this. And of course, the third leg of that stool is opportunity. So is there an opportunity? And so the Lord opened an opportunity for you, you to, to go to seminary even full time. Right. I know we have talked about, you did the math at one point, thinking it's going to take me close to a decade or more to, right. to do this degree if I keep working full time. And so that leads me to the second thing that I noticed in your story. One was interruption. The other thing is uh, there's a deep willingness in both you and Sierra to just respond to what you think the Lord is calling you to do and just do it. I mean, would you say that's true? I would say that's true. Um, and <clears throat> Sierra is just great. Like right now she's with the four kids at home and she knew that that was going to be part of the picture, you know, yeah. uh, moving. And um, But that's been really a role that she's graciously and humbly accepted from day one when I was in seminary going full-time because I was – I don't know if I mentioned this. It may have just become clear through our conversation, but I commuted for most of yeah, my – Yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't clear to others, so you should say that. Yeah. Okay. Tell people what that was like. I mean, how – from Wesley Chapel, where is that? How long is it? And how many years do you do that? How yeah. many days a week? Yeah, Wesley Chapel is about an hour and 50 minutes away from RTS. One way, hour and 50. One right? way. Okay. So, yeah, about four hours total for a day trip there there and back for classes. Um, on any given semester, it was – I had one semester where I was doing that four days a week, mm. um, but two to three was typical. And the, I just want so many um, people and, and professors, uh, namely, would constantly talk about seminary as a once-in-a-lifetime experience – and I really wanted to have as much as I could a residential experience at yeah. RTS. Mm-hmm. So I um, I did take some online or global courses, and but any course I felt like I would really benefit from an in-person discussion, I, I made an effort to be there. And uh, again, going back to Sierra, she did not have to be on board for that. She she could have reasoned with me and, and said, you know, maybe it would be better if we just pursued an online degree. You could be home more. And But she's just been so willing to make whatever sort of desire or, or, or way I feel pulled in um, a reality for me. It's It's been amazing. So this, I don't want it to sound like, oh, you know, poor Ryan, he's, he was traveling so much through that <laughs> right. time because Sierra was home with, with, you know, anywhere from two to four children at any given moment. So, but God pulled us through that and he was gracious. And um, I think we have a, a stronger marriage because of it. Um, and yeah. We're, we're just so being here now 20 minutes away yes. from you know what I might quickly also tell a, a, a little detour here if that's okay about how many times we tried to get up to Orlando sure yeah okay so we we felt the the need to be closer to RTS um, throughout my seminary experience and we tried to get up to Orlando three times before actually getting here which is really cool because of the way it lined up with the residency huh. so it's almost like there were so many moments uh, and opportunities for other internships um, and job prospects that opened up along the way that I thought for sure was the best thing for us. Yeah. And at one point, we had our household for one of those. Mm. We were ready to move. Um, it fell through. Um, another time, COVID hit. Um, another time, I was offered a job back at home as a youth director. So there was always something that God was doing to keep us where we were at. Yeah. And only now can I look back and see that he was really holding hmm. holding out the best for us and, and and lining up this residency along with when I would be graduating. Yeah. Um, because, you know, had I accepted one of those, I probably wouldn't be here uh, mm-hmm. talking to you right now. Yeah. So 
it's just really cool how those two things lined up. And even the the length of the residency, you guys probably, I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, had a little bit of an earlier timeline expected for it, but COVID yes. lengthened sort of everyone's schedules. And uh-huh. so even that providentially sort of lined our paths together. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm so glad that you went back to share that story. And again, I think it highlights a theme of interruption in your life. God, yeah. you tried, God kept interrupting and making it not possible for whatever reason. And so now we're all grateful for that. And I think the other thing it speaks to is what some people may have been thinking like, bro, why didn't why didn't you move to Orlando? I mean, why were you driving and and not yeah. going back? And I know there are lots of reasons, but, but at minimum you can say, well, we did. We tried, we tried three <laughs> we, times. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, it was. It just didn't happen. Yeah, but it was very close. Um, but that was challenging. I mean, and I grew so much in those moments because those were things that I wanted so badly, mm-hmm. and I felt like would be so integral for moving forward down the path of ministry. And I just was asking God, like, why are you not? It's like you're just dangling this right in front of me and then taking it away. So, um, but He's given us the best in in this residency. And we're very excited for it. That's great. Well, I'm so glad to hear that, and we're excited for it. We really are. So now, you, this, is, of course, is an introductory podcast, and we uh, people will get to know you over the years, and uh, they'll get to know you in a number of ways. One of them will be preaching. You'll be preaching on July 3rd for the first time. So that's in a couple weeks from the time we're recording, maybe three weeks. Um, and also, you'll be leading liturgy in July quite a bit, because we want people to see your face. We want people to get familiar with you, and you want, we want you to get familiar right. with other people, because one of the things of the residency is this is real pastoral work. Right. This isn't uh, this isn't fake work. This isn't play work. This is real pastoral work. It's just with an added component of apprenticeship, deep apprenticeship, uh, which we talked about in the last podcast as fundamental to any human training. Right. I didn't share this last podcast, but I think there's a sense in which there are obvious things in life where we know a PowerPoint presentation and uh, point by point didactic. That is to say, me lecturing you isn't is probably is probably not the best way to learn something. For example. Uh, we just recently, uh, our oldest daughter who will turn 12 in December, she's doing her own laundry now, right? So the way we taught her to do that was not to set up a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, that wasn't how we did it. Uh, we didn't sit her down and say, here are the three principles of doing laundry. That's right. Now there was some teaching, uh, but the way that it was, is that it was tell, show, try, do. It was apprenticeship. Let me tell you what laundry is, how to do it. It doesn't just magically get done and put in your drawer. So let's talk about it. I'm going to tell you now come with us. And by the way, just to be clear. It was my wife, Leah, who was doing this, just to be clear. Yeah. But Leah was invited, uh, Olivia, Livy in, and so she taught her what laundry was, but it was shoulder to shoulder. It wasn't in a, in a, only in a classroom type setting. And then it was, let me show you how to do it. Do that for a week or so. And then it was, you try it while I watch. And then it was, okay, you do. And now, now she's doing it. So pastoral ministry is similar in that apprenticeship, tacit knowledge, shoulder to shoulder, watching, is, is crucial and it's and it's missing in a lot of our training. Now, I went, I tried to bend over backwards in the last podcast, I'll just mention again. I think seminary training is crucial for pastoral ministry. So we're not dogging seminary training. We're just saying it's unfair to put everything on seminary training and the local church needs to come up with creative solutions of how to create apprenticeship opportunities and models for residents uh, and real pastors. And so that's important for everyone to know is that Ryan is going, he's going to begin the ordination process, which is also a very important part of your pastoral formation for Ben and I, for Ben and me, it was, it was that there's something, ordination's hard. There's a lot of hoops and you think, I just studied all this. Why do I have to do this again? Uh, But there's something about that process that matters. And so that, that's sort of the beginning of, of this journey for you. But this is exciting because 
you're uh, you're not just playing a pastor on TV. You're you're going to be an ordained assistant pastor at New City in the Presbyterian Church in America. And so that's a cool thing about a residency and as it's different than an internship. And so we are, I want everyone to know is that we're excited for Ryan, we're excited for Sierra and their kids, but we're also excited for us because one of the things uh, about a residency is fresh eyes. So even as Ryan, as you've been meeting with us, you're, you're asking questions uh, that are so helpful to you because you don't know anything, you're learning about what is New City and why do you do it that way? But it also helps us because it's, it's so it's mutual in that sense. And so I, I think already we are increasingly excited about things that we were told would be important about pastoral residency, um, but now we're beginning to experience them. And that leads me to my last thing, which is uh, this is really good for our congregation uh, because this is, a, this is an example, this is an opportunity for our congregation to play a part uh, missionally in our denomination and in our country right now by, by, by sitting under, but also pouring into pastoral residence as we would send them off. And call, form, send is our mission. And so as we call, form, send disciple makers, that includes future pastors. And it's not just Damien and Ben only who, who are pouring into you, in this case, and all of our pastoral residents. It's also the congregation. And so this is a really exciting thing. Yeah, and it, it's just, it's so perfect for, um, God could not have put me in a better place in terms of what, what I need and hopefully also what New City needs, and hopefully also what Orlando yeah. needs. Um, and so we're very excited for this because it's just, like you mentioned, with you can have the seminary training, but the hands-on experience, you know, getting in the trenches with other guys who have been there for a long time and have been doing ministry for a while and learning by, by seeing and doing. And um, it's it's what I need. It's it's a crucial part to the, the next step. And to even think of myself as an ordained pastor in the future is a crazy thought, mm. but um, really glad to have you guys help me get through that and looking forward very much to the ordination process, even as daunting as it can be. Yeah. Well, we're, we are looking forward to it as well. I'm so glad we you joined me now just for a little bit. And of course, this is just a, an appetizer for people to get a li- to know you a little bit more. They're going to, as I mentioned, get to know you increasingly over the summer and the coming weeks and months. Um, Ryan and Sierra, um, talk to them when you see them. Uh, come up and say hi. You'll, you'll know because there will be three beautiful little girls and then a baby in a baby carrier, a little boy sleeping with Sierra, on Sierra. Yep. And uh, come say hi. And... Who will be baptized on July? That's right. As well, so you guys will get a little bit, a little bit extra. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, Ryan, thank you for this time. Thank you, Damien. So good to be with you. Yep.